levels, levels, <laughs> levels, levels. Do you remember my mother-in-law? Uh, it's Joanne, right? Yes. So like over the years, she's had some memorable lines. Our favorite. Do, wait, do I know this? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember? I'll tell you what I know. True or not. Do you remember that? <clears throat> yes. I, I think that was covered on a couple of, a uh, couple of episodes, uh, you know, back in the day. Um, yeah. So, okay. So what does that have to do with this? So you remember what I learned during last week's show? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's say that, I don't know. It was what I thought I knew. The true or not, definitely. Oh, that's on point. True or not. That's, it's what I thought I knew. So in your case, you should have prefaced the entire story with tell you what I know or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's accurate. That's accurate. We better get to it. We got a lot to clean up this week. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? You know, not not too bad. Um, hopefully, hopefully I didn't just use the best material that I have in the pre-show before we started to record. I guess we're going to find out. Reading tweets. That's <laughs> reading <laughs> tweets is better than what you brought tonight. Oh, buckle up, toddlers. <laughs> uh, feedback, follow up. Should we jump right at it? Yep. Yeah. Looks like uh, looks like Sarah's got some stuff. She does. She, well, first she started with great show, but why not as our choice for title? Why is beef in quotes? <laughs> now that she mentions it, that would have been pretty good. Actually, that would have been a pretty good one. It was a finalist. I, I'm not going to lie. It was a finalist. <laughs> she also, she also said felt short this week. Accurate. <laughs> well, not necessarily. I, I don't know that I can say that's accurate. It was short this week. Now, whether it felt short or not, <laughs> that was shorter, but it felt the same. Oh, that's no good. No, that's, <laughs> boy, that felt really, it felt like an hour. It was only 48 minutes. <laughs> I, I spent a week in Villisca one afternoon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I told, I, so I told her, you know, kind of, you know, a little background that we're trying, we're trying to produce a tighter show and be more focused. Now, selfishly, it also makes it easier to edit. (laughs) There's less garbage to sift through. She's like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. But sometimes the garbage is kind of funny. (laughs) Like, well, you know, you say that, but you don't hear the crap that I have to throw out (laughs) because I got (laughs) to listen to all of it. Twice, at least. Once when we're doing it, and once when I'm editing it. 
I mean, you know, sometimes sometimes the uh, sometimes the garbage is kind of funny. You know, sometimes the comet does pass by the Earth. The rest of the seventy-eight years, it doesn't. But that one time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Greg texted us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On Sunday at eleven twenty a.m., Greg texted us. Dwayne, guess a number. How many fingers am I holding up right now? <laughs> Two, Eli. <laughs> um, but I was I actually I was confused because is it how many fingers was he holding up on Sunday at eleven twenty a.m. when he texted? Right. Right. Or or is it right now while we're doing the recording? I'm gonna guess three. Or is it how many he's holding up while he's listening to this, this right episode. now? Right. Yes. At which point I'm going to guess one. <laughs> and if you can guess which finger, you're on the same page I am. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm just, I'm concerned. I mean, Greg's already stealing my bit. Because. <laughs> Because that was going to be this week's Dwayne guess the number. I've already I've already ran out of stories, so now it was just I'm holding up a finger. How many? But I guess I'm gonna have to come up with something. So thanks, Greg. Uh, also got a note from Doug with the Idiot Toddlers uh, over at the Educated Idiots podcast. If you're looking, <laughs> if you're looking for caloric information. For the Cheez-It taco, it's similar to shopping in an upscale department store. If you have to ask for the price, you can't afford it. If you have to ask for the calories, you cannot handle it. <laughs> I, be- I believe for years, if you looked at the technical specs on Rolls-Royce cars, and it asked how, many, how much horsepower did this model have, what they listed was sufficient. Really? Yeah. How many calories does this cheese at tostada thing have? Sufficient. More than you need. <laughs> but not more than you're going to have. <laughs> oh, did you have anything? Do you have any, did you uh, catch any feedback this week? Nope. Nope. I think we're good. Should we move on to Yeah, now that we're now that I said we're good, let's move on to the um actually to find out where we're not good. Okay. Um actually. Oh, cool. All right. We now have sound effects. Awesome. For the Um actually. Thank you, Alexis. Um the first one was right at the top of the show where we did a joke for ourselves. Todd? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And for reasons that are really unclear, and I heard this listening back to, I said this one's for Leon. <laughs> I mean, it may be. Um, <laughs> if, I don't know who Leon is. And the previous times we've talked about this is this one's for Leroy. But I guess I went a different way. So to our listener, Leon, you're welcome. <laughs> 
So not really a correction, more of an update. I sure. Yeah. You know what? You just you know what? You just you have a you have a clipboard and you give a confident wave and you move on. And so you're welcome, Leon. So so that was that was yours. Good coverage there. Um my screw up last week in the thing that I learned about how Iowa Falls doesn't have an ambulance service that we spent, I don't know what, five minutes on. Oh, at least. Yes. Uh Um, Iowa Falls actually does have an ambulance service. I think they even have two ambulances. (laughs) I'm, I'm pretty sure that. (laughs) Thank you, Eli. I'm pretty sure that anybody that's an EMT in Iowa Falls who listens to this podcast, I, that that Venn diagram, that those that doesn't. When you start with anybody listening to our podcast, that's a very small circle to begin with. So it's fair. Yeah. Um. So Iowa Falls, there was a very small window where Iowa Falls did not have an ambulance service as the private ambulance service sunset and the fire department, which is now fired up fire and EMT department took over that service. So Iowa falls does have emergency ambulance service that can transport you to the hospital. Yep. Yes. I sit corrected. They cannot, however, as you learned, How did you learn this? Do you really want to know? Sure, okay. I can cut it out. <clears throat> sure. So my thought, boy, that just doesn't sound right. Nope. So you start doing a Google, right? So you go to the Google, you know, Iowa Falls Ambulance Service, and then you find the Time Citizens articles, and then you can only read the first two paragraphs because you're not a subscriber, whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> that's fine. I get it. Uh, you find out that... Uh, in 2021, the city paid $475,000 to buy an ambulance shed. It's more than a shed. And they have pictures of the two ambulances and like a staff of like 22 volunteers that do this. And according to the website, by the way, if you go to the website, they have a separate website. It's not the city's website. It's their own website. And no matter when you go there, they're letting you know that it is too late for shipment of orders, but you can stop by the fire station today from 11 to 1 to pick stuff up. What you're ordering or what you're picking up, no idea. Anyway, so I saw that, but then the whole thing of, but why did you have to call the thing? And wow, what? Well, if Iowa Falls has an ambulance service, I bet you it has to do with probably transport or whatever. So start doing some more Googling and you eventually get to the um, Iowa department that covers emergency medical services. And you get to a spreadsheet that lists all the um, licensed EMS services in the state of Iowa and their classifications and who owns them. And then you get some designations, but the designations in the spreadsheet aren't clear. So then you then have to Google the statute to find what the definition of the of the statements in the spreadsheet. Anyway, I did more research on finding out that you were wrong than the rest of the show combined. How busy are you at work right now? <laughs> oh no, this is what I do at night for fun. <laughs> what are you watching? I uh, Iowa spreadsheets. <laughs> Dot gov. 
We're going to need to go buy another domain, iowaspreadsheets.gov. I wonder if that's available. Anyway, <laughs> I wonder where that goes. Um, so, yes, I was um, clearly in error. Iowa Falls does have. So, to sum up, the Iowa Falls ambulance can transport you to the hospital, but not between hospitals. The Eldora ambulance has the certification to transport you between hospitals, which is why the ambulance had to come from Eldora to Iowa Falls before going to Waterloo. Is that accurate? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you, everyone, for listening to EMS today. Next week, we'll be talking about GMC versus Ford chassis. Which one makes the best off-road ambulance? Sorry, <laughs> we're not doing that. Well, we might. I don't know. Depends on what I find in Google this week. <laughs> Um, I only had one piece of follow-up Okay, a couple of weeks ago uh, before the elections in the primary elections in Missouri. My nephew texted me a picture that I was apparently running for Division 11 Associate Circuit Judge. Yes, yes. In a suburb of St. Louis. And I'm like, huh, I wonder what happened with that primary election. I wonder if if that Dwayne Johnson won. So I too did a little Googling over the 4th of July. He had a float in the O'Fallon heritage festival parade, which leads me to believe he won his primary and is on the ballot in November. Uh, He's also posting on Facebook under two hashtags. The first, Dwayne Johnson for judge. The second, vote for The Rock. (laughs) Okay, so I may have been doing some Googling here as well, and I'm not totally clear, but I'm not sure you're out of the woods yet because it turns out... turns out that election websites in Missouri are a little complicated to understand. I believe that the primary for this isn't until August. Oh, okay. Well, then he's still... So the answer to my question is he's still running and his primary one, hasn't happened yet. One okay. way or the other, he's he's still running. He's so. he's still running. Okay. So this is, this is still a thing. I, for some reason, thought that their primaries were closer to when ours was. Okay. Anywho... Um, thank you for the real time correction. Yeah, um, yeah, just save me some time for next week. <laughs> um, actually, thank you. Uh, what else we got? Um, all right, I think we're. Oh, hey, are we ready for uh, ready for America's favorite game? Sure. Okay. America's favorite game. Yep, Dwayne. Guess the number. Forty-eight. Oh, is that? Is that not how this works? You know what? I'm going to lock you in on 48. <laughs> Damn. The early the early Jeopardy <laughs> buzzer gets me again. And now I'm going to look through my options to make sure that that can't be a right number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was close. One of oh. my options was, what is four dozen? Whew, don't use that one this week. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so Dwayne, in this week's Dwayne, guess a number, Oklahoma State football strength and conditioning coach Rob Glass 
just signed a new five-year contract to continue as the strength and conditioning coach for Big 12 powerhouse, whatever that means anymore, OSU football. What, Dwayne, is the average annual salary for the oh, for the Oklahoma State strength and conditioning football coach? And one bit of information, USA Today believes that he is now the highest paid college football strength and conditioning coach at a public school where that information is available. That's a lot of caveats. A. B. Wasn't the University of Iowa's strength and conditioning coach at one point making a million dollars? I... I'm off the top of my head, I believe when he was fired for bad being stuff. A, for being a racist? Yes. Alleged. I want to say being an alleged, alleged racist. Yes. I want Thank to you. say in the in the in the back of my mind, he was making eight hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. So and this guy is now the current top earner? Yes. Or the yes. all-time top earner? Both. Okay. So my guess needs to be over what we think is $800,000. Is that fair? Yes. I mean, I set a floor. More, more um, than forty eight. <laughs> um, Let's say $1.1 1. 1 Bob. Oh. Oh, you're close. You Am did I? go over. However, it looks like it's worth $1 million annually. As the Although, average. But at yes. the end of the contract, is it over 1.1? I, I'm not totally. It says it's worth, the deal is worth one point, it's worth $1 million annually. So I don't know whether that's the average or if it's just a million dollars each year. Um, he also, I guess I should, this may have helped you. He is no longer the strength and conditioning coach for the football team. He is, his official title is now assistant athletic director of athletic performance. Oh, so you work with all the teams? No, no, just football. Oh, so you're the, you're the, uh, you're the director of athletic performance for the football team. No, for the entire athletic department. Oh, so you work for all the teams? No. Okay, cool. Good talk. Um, good, good talk, Trevor. <laughs> So anyway, What's by the his way, name? was I right? Uh, is it Trevor? What's his name? Th- this guy? Yeah. Uh, he is, his name's Rob Glass. Rob, Rob, not yes. Trevor. Okay. Yeah. So just be clear. Oh, uh, Oklahoma State University is a public institution. <laughs> he, the head football coach makes 4 million a year, I believe. Um, the strength and conditioning coach now makes a million dollars a year at a public school to anyway, anyway, there you go. So you went, you went over on this one, but you were in the range. Oh, you know what? That's, that's close enough. We should give you the win on that one. Thank you. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Because my first guess was 48. That yeah, was that low. was way off. That, that was, was that, low. that 48 was not a pickup moment. Yeah, it's, it's close enough. Pick it up. No, not 48. Nope. No. Uh, how about idiots? How many idiots do we have this week? Well, uh, it looks like you've got one and I have one. 
per our new what yeah. about <laughs> what what do you have for idiots i have drake the rapper not the university oh i would have gone the other way i was like that's an interesting way so drake have you heard this story drake has developed a reputation of of being a um i believe in vegas they call him a whale okay he's All a right. he's a he's a big better um at the aria in vegas okay at one point he was betting two hundred thousand dollars per spin on the roulette table okay that i don't do a lot i don't do a lot of gambling uh because i know math but um so if you just think about it from an entertainment standpoint two hundred thousand dollars per spin i would argue from a pure entertainment value you would get more entertainment and certainly a longer period of entertainment if you set $200,000 of cash on fire and watched it burn. (laughs) That's much better value for your money. Especially if you put out a pile of ones, even if you put out a pile of hundreds, it's going to burn for a long time. It's going to take a while. Definitely longer than one spin of the roulette wheel. Yes. Um, So, but that's not the only reason he's my idiot of the week. According to this story in the New York Post, he also bets on UFC fights. Okay. Um, In the F1 race, do you want to guess how much money he wagered on the Spanish Grand Prix? On it even occurring? (laughs) Well, no. On On the outcome. on, On Charles Leclerc to win. Okay. At the Spanish Grand Prix. Uh, do you put down a half mil? Uh, a quarter mil, $250,000. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, and do you remember how Charles did? At the Spanish Grand Prix? Yeah. Uh, I do not, no. Lost power on the 27th lap. Wah, wah. But, you know, don't feel bad for Drake. His net worth is about $150 million. Minus 250K. (laughs) Minus 250K. Yeah. I mean, he he bet $159,000 on the Warriors to win the Western Conference champ, and that paid out eight hundred grand. So, I mean, win some, lose some. I only gamble. When I go to Vegas, I only gamble as much as I can afford to lose which okay. is somewhere between 20 and $30. And as long as the, depending on how flush I feel that week, dep- on how long the 20 or $30 lasts, sometimes it's five minutes. Sometimes it's a couple hours, but when it's gone, it's gone. And, and sometimes if I put the 20 in a slot machine and it already hits like $30, I cash out and I walk away and I go home a winner and I am done. <laughs> but you know, I am I am clearly not Drake. So uh, my nomination, Drake, for not being able to do math. <laughs> and yet he still flew home in a private jet. So he knows some math. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so my idiot of the week is the uh, robo taxi company called Cruise. I don't know if you've heard of them. They are. Um, they have. They were originally a, a yeah. So they were a, a self driving company that decided they would get into robo taxis. Their backers include General Motors and Toyota. So. Okay. Um, you know, this isn't sort of like a, you know, sort of drive by night operation. Um, and, and you'll understand why here in a minute. So they've been testing, but within the last week or two, they got permission to start operating in San Francisco without any safety drivers. The car just pulls up and it takes you and it drops you off. Now, San Francisco isn't completely bought into this, so they limited the number of roads the cars could drive on, and they could only drive self in a self-driving with no safety driver from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., okay? Last week, people noticed at around midnight, five of the cars were all driving together, and something happened, and they all shut down and blocked an intersection <laughs> in San Francisco. Oop. And at that point, there's no car, there's no driver for the car. So it took hours for them to have the robo taxis. They literally, I believe they had to come with they had to come with flatbeds and pick them up and carry them off. Um so, yeah, they, they literally had to have car humans come. And uh, <laughs> I mean, this wouldn't have been a you remember a couple of weeks ago, I had to go to the airport at 3 a.m. in San yes. Francisco. Yep. And we were concerned about whether or not, a, a, you know, a Lyft or an Uber would come or even a taxi would show up at 3 a.m. to take us to the airport. So we arranged for a private driver. This seems like a genuine possibility next time I'm needing to go to the airport right into the point that it gets in the middle of an intersection and then <laughs> stops driving for hours. Well, there's your problem. Oh, oh I don't think I'm going to make my flight. <laughs> um, this was noted. This was noted on Reddit. Uh, and one Redditor uh, in a comment who saw this said, the first thing I say to my coworker is they're getting together to murder us. So anyway, uh, good job, Cruz. Way to go with the self-driving, um, the self-stopping. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe need some work. It's a that's a cute intersection you got there. Shame if anything happened to it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I took your suggestion. Yeah, this last weekend, uh, your suggestion from last week was that we should watch Operation Mincemeat. Yes, yeah. I loved this movie. It's very good, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. So it's a thriller. I mean, it's a historic thriller. It keeps it moving. There's a couple of storylines. You right? It's about World War II, and yet you don't actually know how it's going to turn out <laughs> because nobody knows the story. <laughs> like I don't know how this is going to turn out. Eh. So have you ever have you ever been to the website historyversushollywood.com? Um, no, I have not. So they break down movies, particularly movies based on real life and tell you how true or not yep. they were. Okay. That makes sense. 
Um, this one was really true. I mean, there were a, <laughs> there there was a great deal, f- far more so than American Underdog. <laughs> Callback. Um, the things that weren't true. The dead guy never had a sister. That was invented out of whole cloth to just give more credence to the story that he was really a person for more drama. Yep. And, and there were, there were, there were a couple of other things. Ian Fleming, the guy that wrote all the James Bond books. Yes. Was in the room for this. I mean, (laughs) he really was, it wasn't just a, yeah. Yeah. Ian Fleming was a good cause cause they reference him a lot in the movie. So it's good that they didn't just drop him in. To lend credence. Yeah. So yeah. loved it. I, I, if you like war movies, yep. And, and it's not a war movie. It's a espionage movie. It's yes. a, you know, in a wartime uh, setting. Yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, we also, uh, Thor, the new Thor movie is coming out. So as we are wont to do with Marvel movies, we did our homework this week. We watched all three Thor movies on Saturday. Even the bad one? Oh, both bad ones. Both bad ones. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I'm not really a fan of the Thor origin story movie. Um, I'm only slightly more interested in the Dark Lord one. Um, I'll watch Ragnarok over and over again. I think it's hilarious. I'm hoping the new one that's coming out this week is more like Ragnarok than like the other two. From what Lisa's read, they they steered into Ragnarok. Yes. Excellent. You're going to get more of that. Uh, and then the last thing that we watched a lot of TV this week because we well, we had an extra day on Monday, right? Yeah, the, um, eight, the, 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 the eight day week. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um we we watched Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movies. So now it's time for Todd guess a number. Without googling, do you know how many movies Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan have made together and can you name them? Oh, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. <laughs> um Sleepless in Seattle? That's one. That was the first one. Yes. Yep. I'm going to rule out Thor Ragnarok. I, Correct. I don't think that was one of them. Okay. That was not, right. that was okay, not one of them. No. Um, were they in You've Got Mail? They were in 1998. That was the second one. Okay. Oh, no, that's not true. That was the third one. Third one. And Sleepless in Seattle was not the first one. It was actually second. There was one before that. Halloween two. No, nope, but Greg nope, okay. High knows. Greg High knows the answer to this. I do not. Do you remember a movie called Joe versus the Volcano? I know of it. So yes, now that you mention it, like, well, that is a movie. <laughs> yes. That was the first Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie. The fourth it's, one. It's amazing there were any more after that. <laughs> We got to capture the magic of Joe versus the volcano again. (laughs) You know what? 
These two were together in Joe versus the Volcano in 1990. You know what we need to do in 1993? We need to put them on opposite sides of the country. They need to spend less time together in this movie because we like them individually. We're not so sure we like them together. Um, The fourth movie, and the answer to the trivia question is four. There have been four movies with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. The fourth one I had never heard of. It's called Ithaca. It was Meg Ryan's directorial debut, and Tom Hanks had a bit part in it. So they were together in that one. It doesn't really count as a classic Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, 90s rom-com. But but did you watch it? No, we didn't watch that one. Okay, no, 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 okay. No. I was just I was no. checking to see exactly no. how deep. No, we were going God, to no, st- we didn't. We didn't steer that far into the curve. Okay, all right. Oh my God, no, no. Oh, so yeah, so we watched we watched that. Um, You've got mail is one of the first movies to depict online dating. Hmm. Okay. And it really steered into the cultural phenomenon that was America Online. Well, yeah, because they literally use this. They use the you've got mail. They they use that sound in it, didn't they? Yes. Over and over. Yes. Yes. And you could even hear in the background the sound of a, you know, 7200 baud modem connecting. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Oh, still ingrained in my brain. How about you? That was a ton of stuff that I watched. How about you? Uh, We've been watching For All Mankind. Season three um, has come out. Uh, We watched um, episodes one through four. And then we went to, we watched two one night to the next night. And then Lisa's like, what happens? And I'm like, we're caught up. And she's like, this is why we wait until they're all out. Cause now we have to wait. So, uh, <laughs> boy, it, you know, it's, it's a really good show. It's, uh, it's really good. And, and now that it's, it's back, you're like, Oh yeah, I remember. I remember why this is such a good show. So uh yeah, it's a good show. I, I would recommend it. It's on Apple TV Plus. So there you go. Yeah, uh, Amy is in the other room watching it now without me. <laughs> you're missing a you're missing a good show for this. Oh, <laughs> uh, can't say I've been missing it, Bob. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> Did you learn anything this week? Is it, yeah. is it that time? Yep, I think so. Um, I did. Uh, so <laughs> looking through the news stories, I'm flipping through the news stories and I see a I see a headline and I literally go past it, scroll right past it and then go, wait, what? So um, <laughs> one of the new companies in the crypto space is radio shack. (laughs) And and they went on a Twitter rampage this week. Apparently that's what the story was about. Um, According to this from the Washington post, it says, remember radio shack. It's now a crypto company with wild tweets. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, the chief marketing officer, 
uh, said, Radio Shack's audience used to be only an older demographic, but as times have changed and e-commerce has taken over, the old voice of Radio Shack is no longer relevant. So uh, apparently now it is, uh, it's, it's either offering crypto of some kind, or as multiple people in the, in the article point out, it's more of a crypto scam, allegedly. <laughs> so um, if I, I have my finger on the cuckoo button, if you decide to read any of these tweets, because <laughs> well, I saw some of them. Yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know that the Washington Post actually has them included in there. They have the response to them, um, including um, things like engagement doesn't matter if it doesn't translate into sales uh, that people are are sort of pointing out. Uh, and uh, while so, though some of the contents might be considered offensive, Kamen said that their target audience, quote, might not necessarily might not necessarily care. So anyway, uh yeah, I guess I guess they're they're all all publicity is good publicity. I mean, we're talking about them. Uh all I want to know is, and I know this is, a, this is an old callback joke, but if you buy your crypto through them, do you also have to give them your phone number and how many AA batteries do you get per crypto? That's all I need to know. <laughs> How about you? What did you learn this week? So, as as a part of the, um, we had we had weeks, and I mean weeks of content when you had some construction in your backyard. Yes. Yep. Months. <laughs> so we <laughs> we we are going to start some construction in our backyard, hopefully soon, and. As a part of that process, uh, our uh, construction manager uh, climbed up into my attic so that he could look at the the joists and how they came. I don't know. Anyway, he had to take some measurements of joists up in my attic. The attic access is in my garage. And I want to say that the ceiling in my garage is at least 15 feet in the air. Okay. And, and due to that, I have never been in my attic. I've lived in this house um, almost seven years now, and I had never been in the attic in this house. So Jason shows up with his ladder and he goes up, you know, pops open the the hatch, yep, and disappears into my attic. And I'm like, huh. I'm curious. I wonder what's up there. I wonder what I will find if I go up there. So I thump 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 up the ladder I go, um, and clamber my way up into the attic. I learned several things. One, I am still allergic. To blown insulation <laughs> without question two there is while there is a a ton of blown insulation in my attic there is none over the garage that 
makes sense. Yes. I, I suppose. I mean, I guess the garage isn't heated, but at the same point, it's still attached to the house. So, you know, whatever. I also learned that I never need to go up in that attic again. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I'm hearing, you know, little tiny footprints or something up there. um, Yeah, hearing footprints. If I'm hearing little tiny footsteps or something, you know, rummaging through my attic, you know, yeah, then I'll make another run. Um, But no, I'm, yeah, I I have zero need to ever do that again. (laughs) Although to be real clear, if you're sitting in your house and you hear little tiny, you know, you hear the the footsteps, that's a perfect time to not go into the attic. (laughs) Just long enough to set the trap. The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to Talking to Todd wherever you get your pod. Uh, search Talkin' in the number two, no Geno space. We have a page on Facebook. Tweet us on Facebook. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can leave us a voicemail at 515-ALSO-CPA. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. Thanks to our listeners and our sponsors, Toddler3187 and dj to go Cedar Valley. And send us your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? So according to News 5 Cleveland, ABC's own, uh, from 2018, if Drake wanted the best opportunity to win his bets, instead of playing roulette, he would be much better off playing blackjack, number one, or craps. Both of those have better odds in your favor, assuming you know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, then roulette is much better for you. Uh Yes. Uh, it turns out uh, that actually uh, the roulette has, if you just, if you pick black or red, it has almost a 50, 50 chance of getting your money back. So that makes it the third best table game to play. So if you, you have go. no clue what you're doing, a 50, 50 chance is better than nothing. N- <clears throat> nearly. 50 50 it is not 50 50 because there are there is a green there's two green spots so and again like oh well it's almost 50 50 that's how las vegas was built not <laughs> quite 50 50 you do that enough over millions of people boom you got las vegas um also Cleveland sorts of all truth and knowledge. Um, I went to Las Vegas websites first to talk about what had the best and the worst odds and nobody in Vegas wants to talk about what are the worst (laughs) odds. So you got to go to Cleveland to get your unbiased gambling information. So the opposite of Las Vegas is Cleveland. Well, I don't think that that holds except, except I don't think that's true. Given the state of Cleveland, it feels like you're gambling with your life. Just living there. Oh my god. We're definitely gonna have to clean that up next week. Oh, we'll be back right here on Talking to Todd.
At the bottom of the story, after it goes through everything about how to win and blah, 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 and here's all the strategies. Last line, always gamble responsibly and don't waste your money. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Your your mother now writing stories for the Cleveland, <laughs> what? Inquirer? Uh, Examiner? ABC fi- uh, news 5 Cleveland. News 5 Cleveland. That's news. On the fives. <laughs>